0: Well, we're back again. Bobby Hensley. Hello. I like your hat. Thank you. Little old school White Sox hat. Yeah. Back when they used to be good. Yeah. Kind of a new version of the old school White Sox hat. Yeah. Not the kind of jersey
1: that Chris Sale would cut up. But, <laughs> yeah. but those style, essentially, right? Yeah. yeah that yeah. era. Yeah. Exactly. So he's Bobby Hensley. I'm Sean Styers. We're two guys talking sports movies. We watch a classic sports movie each week, and then we pick it apart on this podcast. Did we... Did we Decide that classic is the word, is that the best adjective, or do we need something else to describe? Well, it depends on the movie, pretty much they're right? all classic right now, Well, right? any movie's a classic to someone. Old? Old. Yeah. That seems like a uh, stretch, maybe. So does classic for some of the ones we'll probably review. Yeah. True. True. So today we're talking Bull Durham. Which is a classic. It is a classic, and it's Kevin Costner's first baseball movie, our first podcast. Of course, we talked about Field of Dreams, and he made... Bull Durham, the year before he made Field of Dreams. And these two movies are generally considered two of the top, at least, baseball movies of all time. And, of course, Kevin Costner made him. He almost didn't make Field of Dreams like we talked about before because he had just done Bull Durham. And he didn't know if he wanted to do another baseball movie. And why we specifically went with this one this week, especially considering we just did another Costner movie, sure, is because Bobby Hensley, my co-host on this podcast, had never watched Bull Durham ever before. It was way before my time.
0: There's a <laughs> lot of movies in the 80s I probably haven't seen that yeah, I but should. But it's
1: one year apart from Field of Dreams. Yeah, but
0: Field of Dreams, you going to go to that classic line, Field of Dreams was a classic. There's so much from that movie that's in pop culture. This one, there's a lot of words you can't repeat.
1: <laughs> that's very true. And I, that's one thing that I did notice. There was a lot more cursing in this, if that's the way you want to. vulgarity, Sure, and they even Female reference other things, Yes, has to say. <laughs> and then the last
0: 10 minutes of the movie is basically just a love scene that's pretty intense. Yeah, exactly. So so, so, so I'll
1: just ask you right off the bat, was it worth the wait? What did you think? <laughs> I thought it was a nice little movie. A nice little movie. See, okay.
0: I think part of it, when you haven't seen a movie and it gets played up to you... There's it, the buildup. It's hard to meet that expectation. How is it going to?
1: Yeah, because even... Even when I go to a movie now, especially with Rotten Tomatoes and the whole—Rotten Tomatoes almost spoils the whole thing when you're going to something now. Sure. Um, I thought it was a good baseball movie, though. I enjoyed the baseball parts of
0: it. It was a little more dated to me, kind of. Really? It still holds up, but just seeing the—I guess the minor leagues are still kind of like that, but it was like the Wild West where they have these weird promotions. And, like, the uh, main characters can just come to the game (laughs) and she can, like, walk in the dugout pretty much. Yeah, that's true. None of that Very stuff.
1: Very small town, hometown right. kind of feel to it. Or like when
0: they're going on the road. He's like, oh, so you can think of me. Well,
1: why don't they just text each other? This movie kind of – there was uh, in the 90s, like early, mid-90s, there was like a minor league baseball revolution. And this movie really kind of spurred that because it it got a lot of celebrities. Bill Murray is one that comes to mind who were – Buying stakes in minor league baseball organizations and getting into minor league baseball as a business.
0: I thought it was kind of weird re- researching a little bit that this was based on a single A team that mm-hmm. was really single A. Right. And now they're actually a triple A team for the Tampa Bay.
1: Tampa Bay Race.
0: I think, right? They're still, but the triple A. So, so even that franchise has upped itself. And then I guess like the bowl that you hit to get the free stake. Yeah. That's they actually still there kept The sign, it's actually still there.
1: Right? Yep. And it's of course a play on words. Bull Durham. They're the Dur- the Durham Bulls, right? So it's a little bit of play on words with the with the movie title. And Ron Shelton, the guy who both wrote and the
0: directed. bulk of
1: it and directed it, was a minor league baseball player. So he drew on his personal experience for a lot of the anecdotes, jokes, story the the storyline and the whole thing. So uh, share some more of your your unbridled thoughts. On watching Bull Durham for the first time.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, the movie was good. I'm not saying I didn't like it or anything. I think Field of Dreams was better. Okay. It was weird for me to see Costner in this role, because I've seen his other baseball movies 1st Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, the catcher, the grumpy catcher that's too old, kind of. I don't know. wasn't what I expected. And then yeah. I knew it was a love movie, or part of it was, but they don't really get together till the end, so... I'm like, well, what's she doing? But there's kind of the love triangle yeah.
1: going, obviously, throughout. that really carries it throughout the movie. Yeah, what's she going to do?
0: I like the way it pays off at the end. I like that you see how much he evolves, the pitcher character, obviously. Because he gets to the majors, and Like the last scene is him saying the things that...
1: Ebby Calvin, Nuke Lelouch, yeah. played by Tim Luke. Robbins. Yeah.
0: <laughs> which, that was cool. I don't think I've ever seen a Tim Robbins movie.
1: Yeah, you haven't seen Shawshank Redemption no. either. Yeah. Which is... Really, those are the only two Tim Robbins movies I could probably name. Top Gun. That's right. He was one of the co-pilots yeah.
0: in Top Gun, but I've never seen Top Gun either. So, oh my gosh! You know, it's funny. You talk about the. <laughs> We're year only it talking came out. about
1: three of the most popular movies of the last thirty-five years, and you hadn't seen well, any debatable. of the three before watching Bull Durham over the weekend. That's to de- see. That's strong. You're putting your bias for. Boulderum popularity. I'm not I'm not saying that they're the best movies by any chance, by any means, but they're three and Shawshank is one of those like if Shawshank is on, most guys will sit on Shawshank for at least ten minutes before they roll to something what,
0: else. What channel have you ever seen it on?
1: Uh every channel? <laughs> I haven't flipped through and saw it. But TBS TNT, I, I think it's on a million times. You've never been scrolling through and seen Shawshank Redemption.
0: No. But it also doesn't click to me, so maybe I've seen it on and just kept going. so those movies that came out when I was a little kid, I couldn't watch them then or okay. definitely wouldn't have understood them. And Shawshank's a horror thing, I think. Oh. I don't even no, really it's know. not. It's oh. two
1: guys in jail and the redemption and getting out of jail. That's still pretty dark. The whole thing. It's not a I mean, movie. we're two guys watching sports movies. We might have to delve into Shawshank <laughs> yeah. at some point. But go ahead. Continue with, with your uh, Old Durham synopsis. So
0: then... I actually have a soft spot for anything with the minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. I love seeing those. Even the major league, the third one was real bad. But they go back to the minors, and that's cool to see. Or this really reminded me of the movie The Rookie about James
1: Morris. Oh, oh, is that the one with um – He's like a, the the older guy. Yeah, he's who comes comes out of retirement from yeah, high school. He had like an elbow yep. injury. Yeah, I saw. He that. loses
0: a bet and has to go throw. And then the, the that was a the little Scott. sappier. I thought well, that's sure, it's a, that's a movie, movie we'll get to at some point.
1: But yeah, yeah, this was like a raunchy version of that. Yeah, yeah, this was definitely a lot more raunch and comedy than Field of Dreams, for example. There were some comedic parts in Field of Dreams, some funny stuff in Field of Dreams, but this was this was definitely. More comedy, baseball movie slash comedy. And the synopsis for anyone maybe who hasn't seen it, Bull Durham, a 1988 American. This is from Wikipedia. And it's okay if you haven't seen it.
0: Yeah. I just want to put that out there for anybody.
1: I'm not critic I'm not one of those who say, oh, you haven't seen whatever, you're nuts, even though maybe I just did really? that to you a little bit say. with Shawshank. <laughs> but it just surprises me that you haven't because you are, I would consider, you're a sports fan. Sure. I consider you a pop culture type person. So I guess it just surprises me a lot, especially like Bull Durham, that you hadn't seen it before this, considering both of those are part of your back. And you work in media.
0: So some of what I enjoy, I don't think this makes sense, but it's nice to know there's good stuff out there to watch still. Mm -hmm. It's like I've heard of these movies. I'm like, yeah, someday
1: I'll watch them. So now you know you can go back to them. Maybe maybe they actually were worth all the hype. Yeah. So let me put it to you from that because – because you are, you're an against the grain guy, one of one of a couple of really uh, hard against the grain guys I know, as you just referenced right there, if if something becomes popular, you find a way to uh, steer away from it and go find something else. Oh,
0: that's the nicest thing you've ever said
1: about me. <laughs> I don't know about
0: that. <laughs> so I would have given it, like, I would still give it a pretty high score. I would give it like an 8 out of 10. Okay. Like I said, I think it's good to see, and I enjoyed the movie. But Sorry, it,
1: I paused there for a minute because my Apple Watch was, was like saying something to me. And it you're me old. Technology's <laughs> tough for you. <laughs> yeah, I get it. No, that's right. <laughs> I was going
0: to ask you, so what okay. genre do you put – you love this movie.
1: This yeah. is your favorite sports movie? Uh, no, uh, it's not my favorite, favorite, favorite sports movies. movie. It's, it's, it's tough between Field of Dreams and, and Bull Durham, so I think. What
0: genre would you give this? Because you said Field of Dreams was a relationship movie. You said that's what
1: steered the movie. Right. So what would you say this movie is? And that's I think that's one of the big questions. Not big questions, but it is a question: Is it a baseball movie? Is it a romantic comedy? Because of the love triangle that you've got with Costner and Costner, the Costner part tends to a, the little bit more serious side, whereas the uh, the Tim Robbins Nuke Lelouche, that's where you get your your comedy, obviously, and the interaction between both those two and Susan Sarandon, I think it's a baseball movie at its core, but it's a lot more about baseball, as we've mentioned with the minor league baseball, specifically the minor league stuff, the inside the dugout, a lot of the jargon that goes on. I love the Robert Wall character, the pitching coach, with just a right. lot of the cliché, come on, baby, you know, hum, baby, hum, baby, whatever it happens to be. Um, but I think you get a real feel for a lot of the things that go on, both on the field, the superstitions she sure. you get with Jose, and we'll, we'll get to that in some of that scene in a little bit. The stuff inside the dugout, inside the locker room, obviously riding the bus, the whole thing. You get a real feel for especially back then when they were probably right. riding around in a 1960s model <laughs> bus. She
2: may get woolly Young girls, that do get woolly Cause of all the stress Yeah, when they get wooly, try a little tenderness, yeah. Stop it. Thank you. What? It's not wooly. Nobody gets wooly. Women get weary. They don't get wooly. Nobody's got stress. They're wearing a dress. God damn, I hate people to get the words wrong. How come you don't like me? You don't respect yourself, which is your problem. But you don't respect the game, and that's my problem. You got a gift. What do I got? You got a gift. When you were a baby, the gods reached down and turned your right arm into a thunderbolt. You got a Hall of Fame arm, but you're pissing it away. Ain't pissing nothing away. I got a Porsche already. I got a 911 with a quadraphonic Blaupunk. You don't need a quadraphonic Blaupunk. What you need is a curveball, huh? In the show, everybody can hit a fastball. Well, how would you know? You've been in the majors? Yeah, I've been in the majors. Yeah?
0: You've you been in? in the show, man?
2: Yeah, I was in the show. I was in the show for 21 days once. Wow. <laughs> 21 greatest days of my life. that You know you never handle your luggage in a show? Somebody else carries your bags? It's great. You hit white balls for batting practice. (laughs) Ballparks are like cathedrals. The hotels all have room service. The women all have long legs and brains. (laughs) They're really hot, huh? Yeah, and so are the pitchers. They throw ungodly breaking stuff in the show. Exploding sliders. Could be one of those guys. You could be one of those guys, but you don't give a meat. me. Listen, I'm sick and fucking tired of you calling me meat. You want to step outside?
1: Yeah, I'll step outside.
0: Hey, 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 hey. Come
2: on! You was kidding, hey, you was hey,
1: back then. But again, Ron Shelton was a minor league baseball player and he, and he draws on his experience. What's interesting about this is what what I what I read and you're you're more the research guy, but something I read about this was the initial name, working title for this was the player to be named later. And Which, that's when Kevin Costner, yeah. yeah, who are you? I'm the player to be named later. Right, exactly. When he comes in the door of the manager's office. And so it was more about that relationship, the the old veteran catcher and the young phenom pitching, what you know, sensation and that whole thing. But then I, th- I think what really gives this movie the mass appeal is when you throw in the Susan Sarandon Annie character and you've got the romantic comedy twist.
0: Sure. I think um, I was actually at one point they were showing something in the dugout and I thought to myself out loud, if I didn't like baseball as much as I do, would that scope how I view this movie? I'm curious what somebody who has no sports knowledge or hates baseball would think. think.
1: Because would that hold up to them? Probably not. It's funny because I was talking to my son over the weekend, and he's in graduate school right now. And a couple of his roommates, he's in engineering. I think one is in med school and the other might be in engineering. But they essentially have zero interest in sports. And, like, they think it's really odd when he sits down and watches a game, and he gets all involved in a game and whatever it happens to me, and he was telling me about this, and I said, "That's funny because someone who's been as interested and involved when I was younger in sports as I am, I find it completely odd when I come across someone who has no who interest, has no interest in, it, right. in sports. No, yeah, okay, can you not just sit down and watch a game? <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. Or have it on in the background at least, or something.
1: That's right. But those people are out there, and <sighs> it's it's hard to fathom. Good for sometimes, them. and and like guys <laughs> like us." The circles that we work in, now maybe it's different for you because you work at a TV station and it kind of cuts across. You've got news people, weather people, sports people. It seems like, you know, even a couple guys you work with who might be in weather and news, for example, have sports interests.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think part of it too is the people that, like if you go to a college like Purdue, most of those people are so proud of Purdue sports, even when they're terrible, yeah, Right, and they still follow that or have that allegiance to a college level. I think pro sports, you see more people that it's regional-based because I think it's different when you get to the pro level. I can understand why somebody wouldn't like pro sports because they're so jaded and they're buying players that aren't from the area. They don't care about whatever team they're on necessarily. Obviously, some of them do. So I could see why somebody wouldn't be as involved in that. But on a college level, I think that I don't understand why anybody couldn't get into it. Everybody, I'm they like sports a
1: lot. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I have a friend from a long time ago, from around the same time period that, as long as I've known him, that really didn't have any interest in sports back then. But he lives in Seattle now, and like the Seahawks have been really, big. and I think that's the biggest thing there. They're, it seems like he's a lot more into that now than he ever would have been back then, and I, and it's, I think it's just. Probably easy. You kind of you get involved in the community. You've got a little civic pride or whatever. Go Seahawks or whatever team it happens to be.
0: But. Plus, when you get people around that, if everybody else likes sports on some level but you, it's like when the Cubs were making their run and getting good again. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's people that I didn't even know new sports, and they had a brand new Cubs hat on.
1: So when you look at this movie, Bobby, again as someone who hadn't seen it before, where like where do you put it? What's what's your number? Do you have a number one, number two sports movie of all time? Sports movie,
0: yeah. And actually, it's a baseball movie. My favorite sports movies for love of the game. Okay, which is a Costner I think you baseball told me that movie. Before, yeah, yeah.
1: So another Costner baseball movie. But
0: then even when you get to the romantic sports movies, if that's a genre,
1: uh, I think Jerry Maguire is better than this. I like Jerry Maguire. See, that's interesting because I, I I've been trying to think of like others. This is, this is obviously a baseball movie that's also a romantic comedy. I think that that's how I would categorize it. Absolutely. But like Jerry Maguire, I would say it's a romantic comedy that sports. happens to involve football in it. Well, I think what's
0: different about that one particularly is the main character isn't an athlete. The main character is an agent. Yeah. So it kind of but is a definitely different have dynamic. it well. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, continue.
1: Yeah. So Jerry Maguire is your
0: number one. For romantic movies, and maybe it's because I haven't seen this and I haven't had time to digest it. I just watched it for the first time this weekend, and as it sets over time, I'll remember the lines and
1: stuff. You actually did watch it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Full attention, too. <laughs> just making sure you didn't go to YouTube and get like the highlights or something.
0: No, I, I have nothing better to do with my time than sit and watch two hours
1: of a movie. Uh, it It actually went pretty quickly, I thought, watching yeah. it again. I thought it might drag as someone who's seen it before, but... I don't know, as someone who saw it for the first time, did it go pretty quick?
0: And it, I was being very critical watching it because I know we're going to talk about it, but yeah. it seemed like there was a couple of times, and I didn't write them down, where the scenes almost felt forced or like out of place. Like One of them in particular that comes to my mind is when um, Costner's on the bus, and they're all getting along, all being happy, and then he sits down, and like he's like, teach me something, and Costner's all grumpy. <laughs> I don't understand why he was so grumpy. Everybody's happy. They started winning. Everything seems to be clicking into place, and then he's just grumpy on the bus, I felt like maybe there was something that I missed before that or something. But
1: Interesting. But for the most part, I thought the movie flowed pretty well. Okay. All right. So where do you put it after a fresh watch? Do you put it in your top ten all-time sports movies? Yeah, it makes top ten. I'd say probably six to ten, though. Not
0: in the top five, but it's it's a – as you would say, it's a must-watch anyway. If you're a baseball <laughs> fan, if you like movies and you like – Baseball movies, you should probably give it a watch. I definitely. And it does hold up over – like I say it doesn't hold up some of the technology, but the story it holds up. Baseball's timeless, right? It's always the same game. So any baseball movie, it's kind of weird to go back and watch the old stuff because some of the fashion, some of the stuff, I'm like, oh, that's old. But then once they do scenes on the field, everything looks the same.
1: Yeah, exactly. When you're in – those baseball uniforms anyway, those uniforms haven't changed that much compared to – now and, and i mean yeah i i think that it i think that it definitely holds up over time about as well as anything i'm trying to think of some ways that it doesn't can you think of any ways that it well i kind of touched on up? it
0: like uh technology wise they yeah, would they would have more phone calls or texting like so you're not on the road guys would be completely on the bus, isolated yeah not
1: caring about right. ebby Nuke Lelouch with his guitar because they'd all have their headphones on and their ipods or on the phone Whatever. or something, yeah. yeah.
0: And even buses, I'm sure, are better technology. I don't know the miners have nicer buses now or not. but <laughs> that's,
1: that's very true. I mean, virtually every bus, it seems like, has a TV and a DVD player <laughs> right. on it. So, I mean, you would have that on it. I'm trying to think. Uh, one one thing that this doesn't necessarily not make it hold up, but one of the things that I, I really liked was... Uh, they showed a the scene where the guy is the the radio guy is in the studio and they're doing the recreations he's got like the sticks they're right, sitting yeah. together and and they're doing that whole thing and and that's something that they actually used to do a lot of like back in the 50s and 60s the announcers wouldn't travel I was wondering if that was a joke or not nope, they actually used to do that and i don't think you get quite nearly as much now although you could because one thing that you have now that you didn't have then is you've got like the live stats and the stat broadcast where you can go online and it and it shows you okay, pitch by pitch. Yeah, this pitcher's up strike one, strike two. And you could do it fairly quickly. So if you had to, you could do the recreation. Like
0: well that. even to, I don't know how my league baseball is, but don't you can't you subscribe to watch a stream of every That's game in the too. world?
1: That's true too. Or, so and, and at the very least, and- yeah at the very least you can get the radio broadcast. Sure. So the only little stuff that I thought that didn't hold up was like the uh, the rain delay scene where they go in in the middle of the night and he turns on the sprinklers. I can get us a rain delay and that whole thing. Because everyone, it seems like now, with very few exceptions, if you did that the night before, unless it was going to be an 11 a.m. game, the field would be dry. The field would be dry. And everyone's got pretty, a lot better drainage systems, it seems like in their fields these days than they did back then. Well,
0: what's funny about that scene, I actually marked it down as one of my favorite scenes, the writer of the movie actually had that happen. Really? They were in a last uh, weekend of a season, and they were all out partying and decided to go flood the field so they wouldn't have to play the next day, because I think it was a, <laughs> a morning game. Uh-huh. And, well,
1: so, okay, so maybe that holds up.
0: No, because even back then, the owner of the team bought a, or brought a helicopter in on the field and dried it, and, dried and, they, it. and they still played. <laughs> okay.
1: So right. it doesn't hold up, but I still thought it was a cool idea. Yeah, I thought so, too. I mean, it was a funny scene. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I kind of nitpick in that one a little if bit. If
0: the team was on this roll that they were on and they're all getting along, or that was when they were bad, they still were losing. That's, That's why true. they didn't want to play. I think you're right.
1: I think you're right. Eh. And the other one was the – now, we don't live down on Tobacco Road, yeah. but when they were out at the ballpark and they had the Tobacco Growers Little League cash drop day <laughs> – and yes. the helicopter comes in and starts dropping the cash. I don't know in the era that we live in now. Even again, that's still called Tobacco Road. I don't know that the tobacco growers would be big into that. You know, considering probably not had to take had to take cigarettes and beer even off NASCAR sponsors. I was going to say stuff the like Winston that. Cup's gone. Yeah, and
0: that was that's where their hotbed is is yeah. in the Carolinas. Exactly, exactly.
1: But it's still funny little uh, reference. I mean, everything else. Really does seem to hold up, I think, for the most part.
0: Yeah. Um, so, one thing I was, I hadn't seen it, so I, wa- I looked up other movies from this year. Okay. And 1988. One, one movie that came out in that same year was Eight Men Out. Which That's was a, right. Baseball movie. That's that right. That I did see. And another one was Rain Man. Wow.
1: That so, has been a while.
0: So, I guess my excuse for not watching doesn't really hold up because I've seen both of those. <laughs> but the Eight Men and Out You've also appeal.
1: seen Field of Dreams. So, yeah, that was a, a year later. Year a difference. lot happens in a year, Sean. Okay. <laughs> Major League also came out a year later. Same year as Field of Dreams. So Major League,
0: I saw the second one as a kid first. The second one was more of a kid's movie. Was it? It was funnier. Okay. It, it was lighter. I think the first one was a little more raunchy. But So I watched the second one first and the first one second in that series. Okay. But Go ahead. No, I was just saying no, this is a – I think it's definitely a must-watch.
1: I'm happy you made me do it. I'm glad you watched it, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. I would not I would not have been... I, I mean, again, as a sports fan, I knew that you would like it.
0: How can you not like it? I yeah. mean, there's relationships, there's baseball. Do you like Costner in general? For me, when I see Kevin Costner, it always triggers baseball into my head. So I like Kevin Costner, but I haven't really seen too many of his roles outside of his baseball movies.
1: And what's interesting, like, because I went back on his IMDb page, and it shows everything that every actor has done chronologically. And really, this is this is the hot spot, the the, the sweet spot, really, of his career is this this mid with uh, the Untouchables. Untouchables was
0: after Field of Dreams. Yeah,
1: No Way Out. Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, uh, and then shortly after that was Dances with Wolves, which I saw part of just yesterday, actually. You weren't watching Shawshank? <laughs> Couldn't find Shawshank, yeah. so oh, I watched, okay. watched oh. part of Dances with Wolves. And then really, like with the exception of um, the Tigers one, what's the name? For of Love of the Game. For Love of the Game, sorry. With the exception of that, and even that one, it, it took me probably 10 years before I saw For Love of the Game, but... It's really – it's been pretty hit and miss because there were some some big blockbuster things that he tried, like what was it, The Postman? Yeah. And that whole thing that didn't really work out. See, that – as you think back on movies, it's hard to tell which ones really hold up or were good
0: because I'm thinking, well, that one I remember hearing about Postman, but I don't know anything about it. I never watched it. It was just um, talked about a lot or yeah. promoted heavily. doesn't make it a good movie, but – Favorite lines? um. Obviously, the lollygagger one, <laughs> the speech that the guy gives. See, I've got that as
1: one of my favorite scenes. And they, 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 and then, they obviously intertwine a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, the, the whole you lollygag around the infield. Everybody
2: in and shower! Anybody in this shower in 10 seconds, going to get fined $100! Larry! One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi, six Mississippi, seven Mississippi, eight Mississippi, nine Mississippi, ten Mississippi. You guys. You lollygag the ball around the infield. You lollygag your way down to first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. Did you know what that makes you? Larry. Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers. What's our record, Larry? Eight and sixteen. Eight and sixteen. How'd we ever win eight? It's a miracle. It's a miracle.
0: That whole thing, because he throws the bats in there. So I, I guess it is the whole scene, not just the
1: line. Yeah. But I've been called lollygagger before, so <laughs> now I know where it comes from. Well, and did you know that I just saw this recently. The Durham Bulls did a uh, they a lot of the, it's become popular, I guess, for a lot of different minor league teams to change their name for a day. Hmm. And so the Durham Bulls did lollygaggers. That's pretty they awesome. They had lollygaggers on, on the jersey, so that's pretty cool.
0: And I didn't know that that managed the guy that played Skip he passed away shortly after this movie was came out. No kidding. I think I it was like six months after. No
1: kidding, man. Yeah. That's too bad.
0: Yeah, but I thought he was one of the underrated
1: characters of the movie. I thought so, too. I really like, well, we'll, we'll talk about characters sure. in a minute. Uh, oh, Crash, you do make speeches. I, that, yeah. that was, again, there's a lot of good little lines. There's, <laughs> there's the one where we find Nuke having uh, sex with the younger uh, girl, kind of the sidekick to Annie, and I can't think of the name of her character. Millie? right Millie, Millie, yeah, thank you. Mm. So they're having sex, and the manager comes in, and he, he's like, "You're leaving your fastball ball in the locker room with <laughs> yeah. some piece of bleep." And yeah. then Millie says, "I am not quote some piece of bleep." <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Millie. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> See, but all those one liners
0: came from the manager. I also like the way he delivered the um, true too the line about how he, you know, this is the toughest job a manager ever has to do. Right. The organization decided to make a change. Uh, consistency because i think i don't know maybe you think kessner's gonna get called up
1: too but he doesn't yeah the one uh she's walking by millie's walking by and she goes hi i'm millie and he he goes hi i'm married (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) or uh, another one's when you want to talk about uh the guy with the bat and the voodoo uh and if
1: you believe in it or not right with the with the beads and and the whole thing and interesting i like uh annie's thing at the front not that it's a a favorite line but she talks about how there are 108 108, stitches in a baseball and 108 was it beads in the rosary
0: yeah that was pretty good did you know here's something i learned um annie was a term for like a baseball groupie oh that's right so that's why they named that character
1: after that right that's right strikeouts are boring besides that they're fascist (laughs) yeah crash goes out to the quick try to strike everybody out
0: throw more ground balls
1: they're democratic that's right um, nuke tells annie i think you're real cute and she says i don't want to be cute baby ducks are cute yeah that's one that my a friend of mine uses all the time baby ducks any, any, are cute yeah, anytime somebody says cute ah, that's a good one baby I, ducks are cute there's a lot of one-liners you missed movie out too. on a lot of good little lines you could have been using over the years i don't think i missed out wouldn't say i missed <laughs> them i'm crash you got uh, lesson number one: Don't think it can only hurt the ball club when they're outside the bar. And, and yeah, Ebby and, uh, at that time still throws, tries to hit him in the chest with a baseball.
0: Or well, I like it towards the end of the movie: the line, "Which hand did you hit me with?" You don't ever punch a drunk with your right. pitching hand.
1: When the Bat Boy comes up to him, when he uh, during the whole scene where he's thinking, "Who's this Annie?" and he's like, "Quick back, quick back," and that whole thing where he's thinking, which is also a, a kind of cool scene because you get a again a feel for like what. <laughs> Some things a guy is uh, thinking about when he's standing in the box whether he's supposed to be thinking about it or not. But then the bat boy comes up and he goes, "Get a hit, crash." Yeah, <laughs> he says, Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> that whole inner monologue thing was pretty cool though. And then with the pitcher
0: as well. And they do the I wonder if that's a Costner thing because in For Our Love of the Game he does the same thing
1: when he's trying to channel in on his fastball. Well, that You know where that For Love of the Game where that came from is I guess his relationship with Augie Garrido, the former college baseball coach at Cal State Fullerton in Texas, and he was a big advisor on that. He may have been a, to some extent on this as well, but at least he was on For Love of the Game, about the whole
0: was Just it focus, clear, the clear the mechanism, block everything mm-hmm. out
1: around you, and, and that whole thing.
0: Uh, the baseball, what did you call him? The, he'd help set up everything, was Grady Little for this movie. Oh, really? Which and he went on to manage the Red Sox. Yeah, had refused to take Pedro out of the game, so that's why he lost that job. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> but uh, he was actually the manager of the Durham Bulls at the time. In no kidding. A, so he was at a consultant, I guess is the word okay. I was looking for. Okay. For the movie.
1: Other favorite lines: He's got a million dollar arm with a five cent head. <laughs> is that um, how people describe you, Sean? <laughs> yes, <yeah>, sometimes. <laughs> Without the million dollar right. arm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He can go all the way. Where can I go? You can keep going to the ballpark. Beat's working at Sears. Sears sucks crash. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Robert Wool, the pitching coach. Sears sucks crash. He's got all like the little zingy, you know, um, zingy little funny lines. Kind of comes around to my favorite
0: scene. Do you have more quotes you want to go through I've got. i I've okay. got a couple.
1: Just anything that travels that far out, right, I have
0: a stewardess. The stewardess on it. I, mean, I have
1: that one written down. Yeah. It hit the bull. He gets a steak and yeah. the whole thing. Charlie, here comes the deuce and w- speak when, well of me yeah, when you, <laughs> when you speak of me do speak well yeah anything that travels that for you. okay and i so do now
0: like, i do like when he says to uh the first time he serves up the pitch and he goes he hit that like he knew what was coming <laughs> he did he did did you tell him <laughs> yep <laughs> all right so that takes us to favorite scenes i think this one's really easy for me i hope you don't have the same one okay the mound visit love it yep i figured you would it's <laughs> How can you not? And I guess the line about candlesticks that's given. Robert Wall had just been
1: to a wedding, I guess. And that's where he got that line. And it yeah. was all um, ad lib the whole yep. thing. Yeah, which is amazing.
0: Hey, did you guys hear about Jimmy and Millie? Yeah. They got engaged. Can you believe that?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, wait till I tell him she's gone down and half the Carolina leaves. Hey,
2: anybody says anything bad about Millie, I break his neck. Excuse me, you guys. I got a game to pitch here. Hey. Hey. hey, you guys. Don't throw me anything. My girlfriend put a curse on my glove. I'll take the X off the glove. Give me the glove. Well, then you got to cut the head off a live rooster. Oh boy, a play ball. What the hell's going on out there? Looks like a convention. Pretty soon they're going to call the roll. <laughs> Get your ass out there and check it out. Excuse me, what the hell's going on out here? Well, Nuke's scared because his eyelids are jammed and his old man's here. We need a live rooster. Was it a live rooster? We need a live rooster to take the curse off Jose's glove, and nobody seems to know what to get Millie or Jimmy for their wedding present. Is that about right? That's right. We're yeah. dealing with a lot of shit.
1: Okay, well, uh, candlesticks always make a nice gift, and uh, maybe we can find out where she's registered, maybe a place setting or maybe a silverware pattern. Setting. Okay, let's get to We talked about the shower scene where the manager's trying to to rip him and the, the lollygagging, and he throws the bats in there. And again, you get, like, the, the zing line from... Robert, whoa, what's that make him? Lollygaggers. Yeah, they're back and forth through <laughs> that always the whole chiming thing. He's yeah. something. Yeah. Sears sucks, Crash. Lollygaggers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, he has good shtick in that movie. Yeah, he does. What else? Um, One, one thing about that, if any ball that travels that far should have a stewardess on it. Mm-hmm. They used that line in a bunch of video games in the 90s. Oh, really? Like if you'd hit a home run. That it. makes sense. Yeah.
1: That was uh, a pretty popular scene from a pretty popular movie, I guess you'd say. Oh, was it? A lot of people have seen before. So I also found out that this was ranked by Sports
0: Illustrated and Rotten Tomatoes as the number one sports movie of all time. Really? I don't Rotten know. Tomatoes,
1: I see different rankings from Rotten
0: Tomatoes. I don't understand how so that I don't works. know how
1: to believe like, which one they really believe right. in. Right. Because they're all over the place, it seems like.
0: But I was still surprised to see it was number one over Feel the Dreams, even. because yeah. this. Yes, it's a romantic comedy, but you can't show it to your kids. Whereas Feel the Dreams is more of a family-friendly...
1: That's true. Other scene I like is when the, the three of them first go back to Annie's place and crash does the whole the whole spiel i'm not interested in a woman who's interested in that boy
2: i don't believe in quantum physics when it comes to matters of the heart what do you believe in then? well i believe in the soul the cock the put the small of a woman's back The Hanging Curveball, High Fiber, Good Scotch, but the novels of Susan Sontag are self-indulgent, overrated crap. I believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I believe there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. I believe in the sweet spot, softcore pornography, opening your presents Christmas morning rather than Christmas Eve, and I believe in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last three days. Good night. Good night.
1: He's crazy, Annie. I want you bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that whole dynamic's weird because
0: Tim Robbins and Kevin Costner. There's only three years age difference between them,
1: and that's that's like the one thing because one of the one of the other questions we have here is what bugs you, and that probably bugs me the most is what you just said right there because they're supposed to be at least ten to twelve years apart. Right, and what doesn't
0: even say I'm thirty three years old. I'm too old for tryouts. Yeah. So he's supposed to be 23, let's say. Right. I don't know. I, that bugged me throughout the movie, too. There's only one other thing that bugged me that came to mind is uh, Costner. A few of his lines, he would flub up almost and then keep going. I don't know if they had a short recording schedule or what, but it seemed like he just wasn't as polished or smooth. Not quite as sharp. Yeah.
1: Maybe they were trying to to get a little more, I don't know, realism yeah, you know, but he's supposed to be playing the smart too. guy. Yeah. That's true too. So if he's playing the smart guy, he shouldn't be saying uh uh cuz I-, I mean uh, along with the romantic triangle and the baseball stuff you've obviously got the wisdom and the experience of the older guy and essentially a bull in a china closet. Right. <laughs> with 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 the younger Nuclear and that's sometimes, kind of going back to what you were saying with when they kind of butted heads on, on the bus, sometimes I felt like it got a little bit too much, like they were going too far with it, but I guess they were trying to drive that point home, like the whole shower shoes, you know, your shower shoes have fungus on right, them. Right,
0: That's another one, I'm like, well, that just seemed random, Yeah, out of place, because nope, at that point he didn't need that speech, I didn't think, but he gave it, and... The dynamic of them with the love interest, wouldn't that put a rift between them more than
1: anything? Well, Crash didn't really let on to it, though. It didn't. Like, with him, anyway. Sure. Because I guess he took his job seriously. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to me, that would... I mean, and that's another thing. A guy that age who's been kicking around the minor leagues for that long. You know, one, I don't know that you could have a 33-year-old at single-A baseball for that long. No. I, I don't... know. I know. I don't think you could today. I don't know how much those kind of things have changed because you've got set amount of options and all that. So I don't. That I don't know how realistic it is. But it just seems like kind of going back to Field of Dreams. Even what's in it for me, right? <laughs> <You yeah. know? laughs> like, like okay, yeah. great. You know. Well, you know. Other than you can be around the ballpark, it beats working at Sears. Other than Sears that, sucks. Seriously, <laughs> what is in it for him?
0: Right. They they don't even let him finish out the season. Yeah. And then I don't understand the random throw-in of the all-time minor league home run record. Yeah. I get it from the fact of— Just the fact that he's been around forever? Sure, and that, that's an insult more—and they touch on it in the movie. That's more of an insult than a uh, yeah. reward because right. it means you've never broken through, really. Yeah. But why do we need that in there? And then we show him breaking the record at the end. And then he quits because he broke the record that he didn't care about, that he didn't want anybody to know about. Goes to Asheville looking for more work. And that that doesn't happen in baseball, does it? You don't just drive up to a team and ask if you can play catcher? No,
1: exactly, because everyone's affiliated. Right. But again, I don't know how different the affiliations are now. And I think they said it's an independent team, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there's definitely more independent league baseball, I think, now than there was then. And the minor league home run record is way higher than what they stated in the movie. Yeah. Any uh, any casting changes you would make? Well, it's funny, too. It seemed like there was a lot of them in this movie of people that turned it down or tried out. The most interesting ones that turned it down, Kim Basinger and Ellen Barkin for Sarandon's role. I, I, yeah. I don't think—I I guess I kind of get Kim Basinger because she and Sarandon kind of have that southern sure. twang and everything. Ellen Barkin— doesn't seem like she would have fit that role at all. No, and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was hmm. said to be too young for
0: the role. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But she was. Sarandon doesn't age, does she? I don't know oh, if I've know. seen her in current <laughs> stuff, and I see her back then, and she looks exactly the same. And she
1: doesn't look like she's had a lot of work, work done. done like some of the other actresses, yeah. un- unfortunately, have. And I guess the movie with, uh, Kurt Russell helped write it. Did he Really?
0: And he's a huge baseball fan.
1: So maybe that makes sense because the, the seems like old times that the other, the other sports movie Ron Shelton has done, he was one of the stars of that. So may, I guess maybe that makes sense, that connection. And there. I
0: didn't read how far they went down the process, but they initially were going to have Kurt Russell maybe play the character of the catcher.
1: Right. I had seen that, too. Because
0: he helped write it, but I think
1: Costner was a perfect pick for it. Harrison Ford, Kurt Russell, Mel Gibson. I I think that I I don't I couldn't have seen Mel Gibson or Harrison Ford. I don't think they would have made sense at all. Kurt Kurt Russell, maybe. But I I mean we really haven't seen him in other any uh, it would have been interesting had he taken this. Mm -hmm. One, how we would view it, would we view it the same? And I guess when I say we, I mean you don't count since you're (laughs) seeing it for the first time. (laughs) I never count. That's fine. Would that performance would that perform and how would how would Kevin Costner's career trajectory of change
0: would he still got feel the dreams he probably would have because then he wouldn't have done the baseball movie if that was his only hang up on feel the dreams but like i said to me when i see kevin costner i think baseball and the reason they did want him in that role and feel the dreams as well is that he was athletic he did play baseball growing up Mm -hmm. you know we talked in the last one like ray liotta had to be coached on how to swing a bat yeah because he didn't know how whereas costner actually knows how and i guess he hit a couple home runs
1: uh during filming well and you know what Tim Robbins actually watching it this last time and thinking about it. Tim Robbins actually he's believable as a pitcher. He's got a long athletic he's 6'5". Yeah, he's 6'5", he's long and athletic. He throws like I buy him throwing the ball. I had he there were, there were no problems with that. I guess his part Charlie Sheen was one of the other people. Yeah. that which would have been re- I don't I don't know if I would have bought Charlie Sheen as the goofball. He wouldn't have been aloof. Yeah. yeah. And Maybe John Cusack, who also did. And I guess Sheen did eight men out at the same time, so that's why he didn't. But Cusack was in that, too. But he would have come across a little bit more believable.
0: Well, and if Sheen had done this, I think it changes the whole role, right? Now the guy's a smug person instead yeah. of just
1: oh, oh, aloof. Matthew Modine,
0: would you have bought him as I- nuke? I don't think so. I think Tim Robbins is pretty well cast. Because he looks younger than he is. I talked about the three-year age difference, but he looks like he could be in his low 20s. I do still
1: think you buy it. It's like I had to look it up to find out how old, just what we were talking about. I think it's at least somewhat believable, but that's one thing that always drives my wife nuts, is like when you see a high school movie and they've got... 24, 25-year-olds playing right. high school roles. Yeah. But what else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get 16-year-olds to play exactly. those movies. But It's tough. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. I I think Costner was an easy pick. Nuke, I guess, could have been different people. But then if Charlie Sheen had taken that, what becomes of his role in Major League?
1: Yeah. Cause he, Or he didn't even Eight Men Out, would he have done Eight Men Out? And that cast was really good. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised, but Anthony Michael Hall, I have that. Yeah, was a guy that was considered, but apparently he showed up late for the meeting and hadn't even read the script. So that was a pretty quick. You're out the door. Yeah, well, it worked out for him. He's but still he kind of okay. Well, he did okay pre-1990, but maybe this changes his career if he had taken a little bit. Like he, he was probably full of himself. That was what three or four years after the Breakfast Club. You know, so you're would he have had? Would he have had more longevity into the early 90s? Because he he kind of faded away until he made a a comeback kind of in recent years.
0: Quite a few uh, 80s actors had that happen, right? Like Molly Ringwald or whatever. She did the three movies and then kind of disappeared for a while. Now you're only known for that. Well, do you think the movie makes the actors or the actors make the movie? Because you keep saying, how would that have changed their career? Well, what if they had been in the movie and it was a flop?
1: It's always so hard to separate that.
0: It's like you say, uh, you know, Anthony Michael Hall comes in, and maybe he does great in the movie, but the movie just flops. So it doesn't help him at all.
1: I think they had, the three main characters had great chemistry, and then you had great supporting roles with around the them. Between Millie, just the little things that she adds, the manager, the stuff that you talked about that he adds, and Robert Wool with his stuff. But supposedly, this is the movie where Robbins and Sarandon met, yeah. and supposedly... They claim there was nothing going on during the filming of the movie, but some of the stuff that I read says people who worked on the movie said, oh, yeah, you could tell. Yeah. But so that probably adds to some of the chemistry. But I mean, I think you had three really good actors who all seem to have really good chemistry. So I would say that they make the movie more than the, mo- the movie made them.
0: Well, here you're also talking. We're only reviewing classic movies. We're not. It's not a terrible true. film. So That's the true. story itself goes pretty far. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was curious about: what? And you've played baseball, right? You've been, you've coached baseball, right? What really is the connection between a pitcher and a catcher? That's tough. Was this movie accurate in the way that they almost frame it as? And I know it's a little back and forth, but
1: they almost frame it as the catcher made the pitcher. Yeah. You know, I caught as a little leaguer too, and I won't say that I had, didn't, not that I didn't get along with my pitchers, but it's not like. We were in there like discussing, best yeah, strategy, yeah. and yeah, we were best friends with those guys and any of that kind of stuff. And I'm trying to think of like other guys as well. I, I, I think maybe that's stretched a little bit much, but I, I will say the knowledge of the catcher and the trust that a pitcher has in the catcher goes a long way. The, the, the trust that a pitcher has in the knowledge of what he's, what he's calling during a game, the way he's setting a batter up. All of those kind of things. The actual personal relationship, I don't know. I don't know that that really matters that much.
0: And they kind of went over the top with it, but uh, the catcher made another scene I liked is when he said, hey, I want you to go hit the mascot.
1: <laughs> right. I lo- That's one that I that I love as well. Sometimes you got to hit the bull. You know? yeah. What's funny, too, Keep is... Keep them off balance a little bit.
0: I watched it through Netflix. Okay. And as I was hovering over it, they play like a trailer or like a scene, and it was a scene where he hits the bull, so... Obviously, Netflix feels that that's a pretty important one, too. Pulled you right
1: in. Yeah. Should it ever be remade? Could you ever see it being remade? Like
0: I said, I think Disney's the rookie kind of did. With the guy that's older from the minors.
1: It's a little bit. Make, but there but was he's, there was definitely less and it romantic love, comedy. Yeah. and yeah. I think you could remake it. It was more kind of the... There was some sappy with the feel-good about dad. and Making and, it to the majors was yeah. more of the
0: goal there. Where here, it was more... Yeah, Nuke needs to make the majors, but it's more of a love. Who loves who and what's going to happen with them. Yep. And then, like you say, catchers, they're always the smart ones on the team. you agree to that? But then the, they always say catchers become the best managers, and they also touch on that in Major League. Yeah, I would buy that. So I guess that's pretty true. Because
1: when you think about the the setup of a baseball diamond, the catcher one is involved in every play, mm-hmm. every pitch, and he's he's the only guy facing... The rest of the, the fielders. So he's seeing everything, positioning, the whole thing. And unless there's a double switch, you catch the whole game, no
0: matter who the pitcher is. Yeah. So you have to know how good your pitcher is, the hit, the strengths and weaknesses of every
1: hitter that comes in. But I think this is one of those classics. I don't think it should be touched again. again when you think about, I, 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 wa- I would not be surprised if it is at some point, just because. There never seems to be any new ideas in Hollywood. There's a lot more remaking of sure. stuff that was good rather than original ideas. Well, and even um,
0: could you remake it? Maybe, but there could have been a sequel.
1: That's There's one a thing lot. that surprised me—that there wasn't a sequel, as popular as it was.
0: And they asked him if he would ever why if he would ever remake one or something. And this is like 2005, I mm-hmm. think I read. And he said no. Obviously, there was only a short window for a sequel because Nuke would have already been retired. Like if. It, Yeah, but he could
1: have been a manager
0: someplace. Well, that's what they said that Costner would be. Yeah. So he could have been a manager, worked his way up to the majors. Could have had I don't know if would have been as good though. No
1: sequel ever is. No, that's very true for the most part. Bull Durham, it was a commercial success. It grossed over fifty million dollars in North America, which by nineteen eighty eight standards. That's a lot. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Especially they were on location in the whole thing, but there wasn't any special effects and any of that kind of stuff, and uh, it it grossed well over its estimated budget and was also a, a critical success. So two thumbs up from this side of the aisle.
0: Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd give it two thumbs up. It's a classic, and you're right. Some movie that every baseball fan, every movie fan should probably see at some point. Yep. I think we almost need to find a movie that's not as critically successful
1: any ideas for our next one?
0: I was going to see what you wanted to do. Another baseball
1: movie? I don't know. I mean, it is summertime. Yeah. So baseball is kind of the theme right now. There are some other directions we could go as well. We'll have to think about it, and we'll come back to it. Nothing nothing jumps out at me, though. I thought right about now. doing uh, For Love of the Game just to
0: complete the Costner trilogy. You want to
1: do it? We can do Since that. Since we've done Costner's two other baseball movies, do For we'll... Love of the Game next time? Yeah, and then we can pull All off right. these. All right. It's a theme. That's a plan. Yeah. We'll get... We'll get uh, deep into some sap with For Love of the Game. It's a long movie, too. I <laughs> yeah. was looking
0: up uh, movie lengths. I feel the dreams is shorter than I thought. Uh, Bull Durham was fine. I think it's just under two hours. But I think feel the Dream, or, uh, For Love of the Game is pretty long. I was
1: surprised at how quickly watching Bull Durham again went by. Yeah,
0: and I was reading it. There's a lot of scenes I don't remember a specific. Like She's sitting at the ball field with a black veil on. We're talking about the natural? No, no. Bull Durham. Annie. Was she really? I don't remember Headed that. Towards the end, she was sitting there. She had a black veil, and she's sitting on a desk or whatever. And I guess they had a scene previous to that where she was at a funeral. Huh. But that scene got cut.
1: So then why is she sitting there with a veil on? Yeah. Interesting.
0: I don't remember that at all.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Well, I read it, and I was looking for it. So okay.
1: Stopped. Final thoughts? I don't want to end on the veil and funeral scene that got deleted. Why not? No, that's fine. Uh, I I I like the movie. All right. I feel like pressure to like the movie when you tell me to. Well, I, I didn't tell you to like it. You did. You kind of did. felt like you had to watch it at this point since we're doing this two guys watching sports movies podcast. And now we're going to do
0: a really... We started out with Feel the Dreams, which has relationships, but then this one's kind of a love interest. Yeah. And the last, the
1: next movie's going to be... For Love of the Game. Which is all about love. Coming up. That'll be our next podcast. I can't wait. Two guys watching sports movies. Is that right? Did I say the name of the movie? Did I say the name of our podcast? Two guys talking sports movies.
0: Two guys talking
1: sports movies. Two
0: guys talking sports movies. We'll write that down by next week. Remember it. (laughs) And we'll try to.
2: Teach me something new, man. I I need to learn. Well, you got something to write with? Good. It's time to work on your interviews. My interviews? What do I got to do? You're going to have to learn your cliches. You're going to have to study them. You're going to have to know them. They're your friends. Write this down we got to play them one day at a time. Got to play. It's pretty boring. Of course it's boring, that's the point. Write it down. One day at a time. All right, I'm just happy to be here. Hope I can help the ball club. I know, write it down. I just want to give it my best shot. And the good Lord willing, things will work out. Good. Lord willing. Things, things will work, work out. out. Yep. Happy to be here and I uh, hope I can help the ball club. You know, I just want to give it my best shot and good Lord willing, things will work out. You know, you got to play them one day at a time though. Ray Ann, right? That's a beautiful name. Is that Greek? Is that Ray I don't know. It's a beautiful name though. There's a great song by Motley Crude. Do you know the Ray Ann? She's a stay in. You know? Anyway, a good friend of mine used to say this is a very simple game. You throw the ball, you catch the ball, you hit the ball. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. Think about that.